and uh, I think I win. It's turn zero. If Flash wasn't okay, it wouldn't be legal, Brian. Excuse me. Hello, Tilarian Community College and Surplus Fish Supply. How may I help you? Oh, hello, Wizards of the Coast. What do they want? What is it? Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is Vince. He's here. What, what are they saying? Was it they want, they want me? They want me? Uh, okay, well, uh, I'll tell him. Thank you very much. That was Wizards of the Coast. What do they want? They want us to come work for them. Work for them? Yes, and the only condition is we never make another YouTube video again. Yes! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the new Wizards of the Coast. As the latest addition to the Wizards of the Coast team, we're excited to bring you some new developments that are coming to Magic this year. What sort of changes are we talking about, Vince? First of all, we will be abolishing the reserve list effective immediately. I hear there's a problem with lawsuits if we do this. No. I'm also pleased to announce that we'll be bringing back player rewards. Go into your local game store, play Magic the Gathering, earn points, and get cool cards. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. We used to do it. It was popular. Well, we're doing it again. Speaking of cool cards, now the GP promo for the rest of the year will be one of each of the 10 fetch lands when you enter any Magic Fest anywhere in the world. Speaking of which, more GPs in Australia and South America and the Pacific region, because you deserve to have fun too. What a great way to incentivize play by offering GP promos of cards needed to play the game. Awesome new change, Vincent. Speaking of GPs, guess what's coming back? Coverage. Coverage! But don't worry, Commander players. At Command Fest now, we're going to have a new exciting development for you because we're banning Flash. Flash is now effectively banned immediately in Commander. Wasn't Flash a turn zero win that was causing more problems than Iona? Apparently so, so we thought we'd ban it. But I didn't think that Wizards of the Coast had authority to ban cards in Commander. We didn't, but we do now. We're taking back control. Suck it, Rules Committee. In addition to that, the Precons want to have good mana bases. Good mana bases in a Commander Precon, but what about Guild Gates? We'll have to just put them in the draft sets where they're relevant and take them out of the Commander product where they're not. What were we going to see in their place? Battleborn lands, fetch lands, more fetch lands, shock lands. That's going to decrease the cost of playing Magic the Gathering while also increasing sales. Yes! 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 Speaking of something that's good for everyone, we're bringing back masterpieces. That's right, in the upcoming Zendikar Return 2 set, we will have expeditions again of the Zendikar Fetchlands. And also, we'll be reprinting Fetchlands in the Zendikar Return 2 set. And we've decided to go whole hog and not have Tango Lands or whatever other rare lands we'll have in the set in that slot too. It's just fetch lands. Just fetch lands. More fetch lands. All the fetch lands. All the fetch lands, all the fetch in time. You need them to play the game and they're $100. Fetch lands. Tune in this time next week for more. So, sorry, I'm, I'm getting a, oh, it's, it's upstairs. Oh, cool. Hello? Yes, he's with me now. What do they want? Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, I'll let him know. We've both been fired. Huh, wicked.
That did not last very long, did it? I thought we did a good job. I thought, I thought it was a bright future coming up. Well, I don't know. I think when we talk about the future of Magic the Gathering, one thing I see is the ever-rising cost of this game. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Magic's an expensive hobby. To say, to say it's not would be uh, disingenuous, I think. It's quite, as far as luxury hobbies go, like other board games and other card games don't cost the amount of money that Magic does, right? It depends on what you compare it to. So yeah. I, 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 you've done a few versions of this on your channel. I've done a few versions. Like I've had more than one video where I compare just how many video games you'd have to buy yeah. for a yeah. certain product. Or I even did board games in one. Yeah. And those are more related. But for example, I have friends who are into cycling. And so you take out, yeah. uh, uh, up something, the idea of like cycling. And I'm, I'm talking about as a hobby, not like, oh, I like to go on a bike ride. But yeah, sure, there are more expensive hobbies out there, like cycling and golf and things. But sure, I mean, golf's another one. And comparable in the same sphere, though. Like, I mean, you often buy all-inclusive, like, 40-pound board games, and that's it. Right. right. With, a, with an expansion here or there. Right. Or even other card games, as far as I understand it, the cards don't... You, you don't get things like legacy and vintage existing in other card games where the cards cost... They do, they do for the collector's items, but not for actual game pieces you need to play. Yes. I think that it is fair to compare to other hobbies, both related. And I think it's fair to say, listen, it's not so outrageous if I say, I like to go play golf and I don't have to be a millionaire to play golf. There's plenty of people uh, who are what you might call, you know, lower middle class that enjoy sure. golf and that's sure. where they save their money and spend it on a nice set of golf clubs. And that can be very expensive or even just going out to the course once sure. a week. Uh, but I do feel that it is fair to do, make those comparisons. And I feel that overall there is a sense that the cost of magic is rising, mm -hmm. that the cost of this hobby, whether you view it in isolation or in comparison, is going up. Do you think that's just perception or do you think that's accurate? I think just as time goes on, that's definitely going to be the case if you want to play anything beyond standard. But even then, the game is designed to make your cards become not useful anymore, to buy more cards for right. standard and things. And I think as well, one of the other points to that comparison is when you talk about buying some nice golf clubs, these are golf clubs that are crafted from like metals that are like forged in like a, in a workshop. We're comparing that to pieces of cardboard that are sometimes artificially scarce, right? Right. So the growing price of magic is kind of tied not only to needing new golf clubs, new standard deck every season or whatever, but also to the fact that certain cards don't get reprinted enough and therefore just become artificially scarce because it is artificial because we're right. supposed to at any time could just go, barring the reserve list, of course, could just go, okay, here's this, here's, this pretty common if they wanted to, if they wanted to. So there is a comparison there in that aspect. A huge factor is how you play the game. For mm -hmm. example, you could say, listen, every Friday night, go down to your local game store. It's a, play a draft. It's $15. Mm -hmm. You get a full night. How long does a draft at, at your local game store yeah, two, last? three, four hours. Three, four hours, I would say, especially, you know, like there's some time and you, you finish up. Yeah, there's yeah. the one one thing running. You're, you're talking with your friends. $15, you've got a chance at a couple prizes. You get to spend an evening with people that hopefully you like having fun. Uh, once a week, you go in and do that. And that cost isn't really changing. No, it's been you the same for years. Engage more over the yeah, but once a week, fifteen bucks. Go and do that. That's fine. You want to engage with the game more, though. You want to then have a standard deck. Mm -hmm. So you take your draft cards. The most expensive of all the formats. Right? No, it's, it's not, it, standard. Isn't the most expensive. <laughs> uh, I disagree. I would disagree. Like the fact that you have to, you can play standard in a very smart way. There are people who right. buy and sell out of standard decks and get to keep standard being a cheap endeavor, right? 
But that's not the majority, right? When I, and I'm, I'm a very switch-on, engaged Magic player, and I still, will, if I start playing Standard, will have a deck that will rotate out and lose its entirety of its value, even if I buy something that's budget, like a mono whitelist that's currently popular or whatever. So I think Standard can be, I mean, you can play it smartly, of course you can, but it can be easily the most expensive format, simply because you have to keep engaging. Where with other formats, you can just buy in and barring slight updates, have that deck be... Commander's a very good example, right? Right. Especially where it's not even competitive, so you don't have to upgrade if you don't want to. You can have stuff that like, lasts for two, three, four years with no updates or minimal updates needed. Standard doesn't allow you that privilege. That's and that's true. not... And that's just one of the criticisms of Standard. There's obviously upsides to that, the, the evolving and changing meta game. So oh, if you sure. are a Standard fan, I'm not I'm not yucking your yum. I'm just saying that there is a very good chance that if you are not hyper-engaged with it at all times, it can end up being a lot more expensive than any non-rotating format or something more casual like Commander. However, there is a flip side to this complaint that I'm, I'm basically saying about standard being expensive, is that for the for the long for quite a while now, they've done quite a good job, and we have to give credit where credit is due, of driving down the price of standard staples by basically driving down the, the cost of cards in current sets. Some people say that's a mistake. Some people say that's a problem because the EV of a box is much, much lower. The estimated value of opening a box right. is much, much lower. However, standard decks aren't getting to the, the Jeskai Black or the Jace the Mind Sculptor Baneslayer eras where cards were... Some of them are still astronomically expensive, but not to the extent that they have been in the past. But is it possible that this decline in standard prices that we're seeing is less a result of an intentional effort on the company's part to bring down the price of standard staples and more a result of we just had what quite possibly was the worst year of standard I mean, that in help. a very sure. long time that we also have had lots of, uh, let's say, unusual blunders, more so, like, listen, there's always mistakes, but I would argue that we have had more mistakes in recent year than we typically experience in the game that sure. have, have, have caused disinterest. We have had a lot of uh, divisory issues like the shift to digital and that all of this could simply be reflective of less interest in standard. That's definitely part of it. That's definitely cars. part of it, but there, there are some conscious decisions. Like, uh, uh, for a short while, the move to the Expedition Lottery Card model meant that people were just cracking more boosters than ever before, driving down prices. And then we've had more recently the move away from that again, which we'll probably talk about more in this episode, yes. uh, to uh, all sorts of varying products. Like, foils right now don't hold the value they once did because collector's boosters are like bringing those prices down too. So there is some conscious effort to do this. Well, we'll talk about the enormous number of products as well as the loss of lottery cards in just a moment. But since we are talking about standard, let's take a quick look at standard prices. Okay. I've got sure. right here and, you know, we're going off of MTG Goldfish. So this is a, a rough guesstimate uh, of average decks, the decks that are seeing play in the format. Uh, but yeah, these prices are better than what they were years ago. However, I do feel that standard is less of a desired format than it was a few years ago, that the thrust for standard a few years ago, every weekend you're watching coverage on a GP where people might be able to get on camera and you're going down to GPs to play and you want to play standard to, to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, all, you're, you're not seeing a record number or a near record number of bans happening and, and, and homogenized decks. But and in some ways though, the, 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 the weekly coverage of GPs has been replaced with people watching people growing ladder on Twitch. Like with Arena, right? Like again, another point we have to like acknowledge is the fact that as much as these standard paper decks are going to be of a certain cost, you still got obviously the argument that perhaps Arena is cheaper and or more expensive depending on how you play Arena, right? Like if yeah. you're playing standard. Okay, well listen, uh, mono red aggro, hundred fifty dollars. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. What do you what do, what do you think a standard deck should cost? 
Um, probably around that. The fact that that's the lowest entry point is the bit that starts to get me. Yes, a that bit. that is, and that is the lowest entry point. But yes, hundred fifty dollars. Now the thing with standard is, is shifting from the idea of draft fifteen dollars a week to standard is that I put together mono red aggro, and then in one year I'm gonna have Will to buy another deck. Will you get ten F and M's out of that deck? If I, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I would. So in which case, comparing it to the draft, that's actually reasonable. But as you said, that's the lower end. Just Sky Fires, $440. So that's how many drafts? More. <laughs> a lot more. A lot that's more. The, I mean, and again, just to plug the YouTube channel I've got, and he's going to say, you have a YouTube channel, and everyone in the comment section is going to go, yes, he has. <laughs> oh, I'm but, sorry. I was looking at deck prices. But I you have a YouTube channel? But I did a video on a, uh, a legacy deck that was $300. Now, I need, right. you've got some upgrade paths to make it like the legitimate full-powered version, but it's still a version that can go toe-to-toe with existing legacy decks for $300. And that's a deck that... Barring bans and barring extreme shifts, thanks to things like Modern Horizons, I guess, uh, it's not going to go anywhere. So that's why I find, yeah, when you yeah, get above the $200 price range of standard decks, I start to like think, oh. I find myself very frustrated when I post a uh, modern deck that is a $1,000 modern deck, and the comments are outraged at the idea of this, and then Teamer Reclamation in standard is $500. Mm-hmm. And I say... Do you think you're going to play standard for two years? Well, you will have experienced Teamer Reclamation will not last for two years. And you'll ask yourself as well how many of those cards will carry on to other formats. And some. There will be yeah, some. Yeah, there will be a couple. Like Borrowers and Erosion. Very few. It's always like, two or, it, it's usually, and there's exceptions to every rule, but it's it's on average just going to be a couple cards that yeah, carry on. Yeah, a handful over. of playsets at best. Right. And it's very likely that Teamer Reclamation, Teamer might fall off the map entirely in standard, and if you're only playing standard, you can maybe trade some of those cards, but chances are is if you want to play standard for two years, you're going to get a second deck at some point over those two years, and that second deck is, again, looking at these prices, here we go, uh, Jund Food, $312, Teamer Adventures, I guess that's Teamer again, 343 Sultai Midrange, $616, that's What's because the most of, expensive deck that's card? That's because of Euro. Now? Okay, yeah, so we're, cards I've seen playing out six sixteen Bant Midramp, $538. Simic Ramp, $550. So there you go. Uh, Simic Ramp, $334. And, and so my point being is, is that, honestly, two years of standard, where then it all gets washed away after those two years. But what about the idea of playing standard? I feel like you could get a modern deck or even a legacy deck yeah, for what definitely. you would spend. But what about playing those decks on Arena? Is that not cheaper? Or is it more expensive? Well, arena is free. There's no cost to Arena. Well, no, it's the time investment, of course. Yes. Is that, but no, it's a, it's a general... I believe you can get those decks put together with a certain amount of determination on Arena. Exactly, but I mean, again, money. that's another cost, right? Like, say, you think to yourself, well, I can't afford $500 to play this deck, and I want to play it regularly and get more, more playtime out of it. So the idea that you can play in the evening when you get home from work on Arena is great, but at the same time, you either have to dump a lot of money in to get the packs. And I don't know, I'm assuming someone out there must have done the math and this sort of stuff. Or, as you said, with some determination, you can right. play for free. Right. But There's a lot of things, you know, like, I mean, I, I have a video uh, where we talk about the premise of uh, you earn gold, not gems on Arena, but there is one event where you can convert your gold into gems, mm-hmm. and then you use those gems to enter the larger prize payout events. And we talk about but that. But a ball and- event. Yeah, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 maybe not. You know, you, you, you pay. That's a high entry fee, but not a good payout. You pay out. to just play Brawl with no reward. Right. No, you get a card. You get a singular, a, a singular single copy card. of a card that's not legal and standard. Yes. But I want to talk not about Arena. I want to talk about Magic the Gathering. Okay. And uh, I, I, you see me delighted with my own <laughs> joke. 
Yeah, I guess. I, I I view standard as as fairly expensive, and I view it as really funny that people will flinch at modern and legacy prices, and not as much at standard. When two years of standard is a modern deck, but then after those two years of standard, you're spending more than a modern deck to keep playing standard. Yeah. And if like you had said, brought it, into, it can modern, traded be, into modern, well. you, you'd keep playing with that deck. And yes, there's bands and yes, there are meta shifts and things like that. But you're also better positioned to retain value of those cards. So 90% of these standards cards, if not more, are going to turn into jank penny cards. Yeah, I And mean, those modern staples are, maybe they will go down in value, but they're still going to retain... Well, so that I can see what one of the counterpoints or arguments in the conversation will be, which will be about the recent battle of Mox Opal, for example. Mm, which, obviously, one. it tanked the post there. But, still 50 but, bucks. But, yeah, well, for a start, the card still held quite a bit of value. It's still playable in other formats like Legacy and Commander, and therefore it's still a collector's item, and therefore still costs money. But also, like, there's still two Urza decks putting up results, regardless of Mox Opal being banned. So right. the decks are still functioning. I mean, on rare occasions, you have things like Twin, where the whole combo is banned out or something. Yeah. But the other point as well is, like, we were talking about this a bit, we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, but like Nikachu, for example, keeps putting up results playing Merfolk, which is a deck that isn't going to get a ban anytime soon because it's right. not oppressive enough. But it just goes to show if you put the reps in with the deck that you enjoy and love, you can you can still field a competitive deck in this format Nikachu, of basically any type. Yeah, Nikachu, this is a, a player who knows his deck. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be that it's Merfolk. Uh, 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 you learn your deck. Yeah, Reduke plays Jund almost, almost always. Right, and, the and there's the a Mavericks. million examples of yeah. this and such and such for Dredge and such and such for, mm-hmm. for, for, for Death Oddball, taxes. Uh, Lantern Control, yeah. whatever. And it's like, this is my deck. I know it like clockwork. And so even a low-tier deck like Merfolk uh, Nikachu took it to second place in a GP a year and a half mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was a whole different modern, but just well, the just other week, the he just, yeah, he just, yeah, he just uh, uh, placed in the challenge and all this stuff. And so that too is why hanging on to that one deck yeah. can be of benefit. Uh, what about so, then the cost of modern and legacy? Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So people will be saying, oh, what about bands? What about when top got banned and the Miracles players couldn't play Miracles? And then the challenge this weekend have three Miracles players in top top eight. Like, these formats, they have this perception that bans are absolutely backbreaking, and on rare occasion they can be. On rare occasion, a deck or archetype is just neutered, perhaps too hard, and mm-hmm. like spent nothing wrong. Is something I say a lot, but on the whole, you can play the decks that you enjoy. The you can enjoy with minimal changes for quite some time. I mean, you have to make adjustments to meta game, of course, but it's not like buying a new four hundred dollar deck. It's picking up a playset of a new card from a new set or something similar. So, but the decks themselves, the initial investment is high. That, that's that's the problem with modern and legacy, and that's a genuine problem. I disagree with you completely. How so? How can you say that the, the initial the, the investment co- isn't high? It isn't high. The initial investment for modern legacy is not high. With there's rare exception, of course. Sure, but it's not high. The investment that's high is fetch lands. So, so yeah, it is high. You'd... There's a difference. There's a difference. How so? We did this on a previous dies to removal. Mm-hmm. Take out the fetch lands, and the majority of decks drop. Exponentially oh, sure. like, in cost. Uh, oh, so the issue yeah, yeah. Like isn't said, that modern and legacy. But the them, issue but is still... not that modern and legacy are, are 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 inherently high. The issue is is that the formats are set up to require this one card that they simply will not reprint. Sure, that's a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, I'm not just going to disagree yeah. that statement. But it's outrageous. But, but that's but the facts. That's the facts. These formats rely upon fetch lands that aren't reprinted. So but if fetch lands were simply reprinted, agreed to the extent, but they haven't been, and they may not be from what we're looking at here. Yeah. So we do have, unfortunately older formats being even potentially tin for a hat like potentially purposefully sabotaged by not reprinting fetch lands so the investment is high because 
cards are the artificially The investment is in Fetchlands. Fetchlands need to be reprinted. Yeah. Talk to me about Fetchlands and the rising okay. cost of magic. You just did a video yeah. called Reprint Fetchlands, You Cowards. That was. <laughs> and, and, and I did a tweet once where I said, if you're not going to reprint Fetchlands, then just ban, ban them. And it went crazy. I, I, I hate that sentiment. I hate I, the idea. It, it was sarcasm. Yeah, I know it was. But we I, we need to say to people who are sitting here, like, yeah, that's... Because that's, when I did the... Uh, the, we print the, the point of that tweet was, was... The point of the tweet was reprint them, you cowards. Yeah, sure. But people don't see that. People right. see the initial Damn. statement and think that's a great idea. Because no. I don't own Fetchlands and I want to play modern. And so... Reprint them. To clarify, I want to clarify... They are not being reprinted Okay, in sure. But we need to clarify that point. Yes. You don't ban things based on price. That is an absolutely no. ludicrous statement. And people keep saying it. When I did that video, my Twitter was full of people telling me that we need to ban them if they won't get reprinted. The point is, the funny thing is, who, who commands bans and who commands reprinting? It's the same company. So why would we be banning them? Because they can't just find a space in Modern Horizons 2 right. or Modern Masters The Return or whatever we get. Like, so yeah, banning them is completely off the table and I think it's a ludicrous notion. I know you weren't saying it seriously, but other people are legitimately yeah. saying this. Reprint and them. It boggles the mind. Yeah. Reprint them. And then the people say, well, you can't reprint them into standard. Then reprint them everywhere else. We're about to talk about all these products that Watsi mm -hmm, is putting mm -hmm. out. 8,000 products a year. And, and so, okay, well, we can't reprint them in this. Which, again, is a statement I don't necessarily agree with. I don't even, that's, I, I that's a whole too. different video yes, yes. that we've talked I, about. I, I disagree times. with that as well. But, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. that these are not reprinted. And the, the, the more and more sets we see coming, not including... Uh, random premium things that wouldn't really work because the the accessibility to the car wouldn't wouldn't increase enough. But there's like the Jumpstart and Mystery Booster and uh, whatever the Horizons or Master set is this year, and so on and so on and so on. They're we not in mystery. Be, they're not in mystery boosters. They're not in the mystery boosters that we know about. Right. I still have a, a glimmer of hope because the for those that don't know, those the test cards in the right. GP versions they're replaced with something in the retail. We Disclaimer: uh, This video is probably going to go up about we're we're, we're putting it up about three weeks after filming, uh, which uh, always shoots us in the foot. Because well, know. maybe not because we get to as somebody pointed out, uh, and three weeks is not bad. Don't say the video is out of date. That's stupid. The video is not out of date. It's just we recorded this. It needs to be edited, processed, everything. There's one that I want to put up before it, and then this one goes up. It's only three weeks old. They will probably have revealed by the time this goes up, maybe even like literally right as it goes up, what are in those foils. Mm -hmm. Maybe there are foil fetchlands. No chance. No chance that there are foil <laughs> fetchlands in the Mystery Booster. No chance that there were fetchlands in Modern Horizons. No chance that there are fetchlands in uh, 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 the Master sets, uh, uh, except so one. But surely, Only if they are purposely sabotaging the ability no to get into older formats, have fetch lands, then, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we know. We know they're not going to put in precons. We know that. Like they're not putting in anything. Yeah, but my, uh, what I'm they're not even you, putting it in Zendikar. Yeah, we know that. I'm asking, We're going to return to Tarkir and not get it. Sure. But why are you saying they can't be in the Horizon species? And why are you saying the next Horizon set? And why are you saying they can't? No, they should be. They should be in all of that. Exactly. Every single thing I mentioned exactly. they should be in. So we and can, then fetch lands would be five, ten dollars each. Yeah. So we can wait and hopefully see that they make the correct call and they finally undo some of the harm they're doing to older formats by making them prohibitively expensive and too difficult to get into. Because how long we got to wait? I don't know, Brian. I don't know. In my video, I did the math of like average time span. It's like six and a half years for one of them and like four for the other between printings. I'm like, how is that? How is that possible when you, you control the flow of the product? What, yeah. Other than literally either being incompetency or on purpose, I don't understand. Can it be both? No, because I don't think people at the company are dumb. I just, ah, oh, it's so frustrating. 
And so, so for, for, for record as well, we talked about this about over breakfast this morning. In my budget series, it's not just the reserve list cards that I'm trying to move out of the decks. It's that I've got to cut fetch lands because a playset of fetch lands is upwards towards four hundred dollars. Right. And at that point, you're just and then you're like, oh, so it's legacy, and do I cut brainstorm at this point? It's, just, it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. idea just hit me. So I said, if you're not going to reprint fetch lands, just ban them. New tweet. I'm going to send this right after we record. We'll see how well it goes. If you're not going to reprint fetch lands, just move them to the reserve list and be done with it. <laughs> just that, move them to yeah, the reserve I mean, list. I think that's, that, that is a good sentiment. And some people have said this. Some people have said in the comment section of my videos, there is a second reserve list. I just don't acknowledge it. They don't yeah. say it exists, but yeah. there is because they're trying to keep some collector's market going. And it's just... But I guess that the, the other argument is instead of banning them out of Legacy or Modern is that they'll just eventually just kill off Legacy and Modern and do Pioneer and then I'll do Frontier or whatever the next format is called. And it's virtually the same. It's right. virtually the same of dropping support for the formats that need them. Right, right. But, um, the other thing that is leading to the rising cost of Magic is that not only are Fetchlands not getting reprinted, but a lot of... Uh, desired and needed for play or or just otherwise collectible uh, cards, just aspects of the game, sure. used to be present in booster packs, which we saw last year rebranded. They're not booster packs anymore. They're draft packs. They've been rebranded. Mm -hmm. And all of those elements have been taken out and monetized. And one of those elements is lottery cards, meaning mm -hmm. that we used to have lottery cards where I would open Zendikar and I would have what was called an expedition. I would have a chance at getting a lottery card. It was about one per case, very rare. I thought they should have upped it a little bit, but that's another story. And and these were really loved. They they, they did too many of them per set, but they were the, nobody wanted them gone. They just said, you know what? Instead of doing 20 lands in Zendikar, just do five lands and pace yourself. And well, everyone loved this. It sold packs. It, it did. And you say everyone loved it. There, there was always, as there was this with everything in Magic, like some criticisms. Like, for example, the Expedition one, the common thing was, oh, I feel bad when I open the Tango lands, the lands from the actual set themselves. Well, that's why the they fetches. shouldn't, they sure. should have been the Fetch And then the Amonkhet one was just basically everyone bemoaning some of the card choices, but also the frame. And so we had a lot of complaints, and I think those complaints are what allow Wizards to justify changing things, when in reality... Those I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to say that if people hadn't complained, they wouldn't have done it. I, I, no, I feel I, no, that no, 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 no. You misunderstand me. You misunderstand me. Okay, because they not... recently did a tweet. They recently did a, a, a tweet where they said, you don't get a book in Theros because people complained about War of the Spark. Yeah, and they so were like not, putting the, the, no, the so problems you, on you. Yeah, you misunderstand. I don't like that at Again, all. Again, you misunderstand me. I'm not saying that that's okay for them to do. Right. But they are literally doing it. Right. They're saying people complain about this, so it's no longer there. And you're like, no, people complain about an aspect of it, right? Not the whole thing. Pe people said you put. People said you you put uh, an expedition that's a one in a case chance that was force of will, and then you also put an expedition that is a card that is played nowhere and has a fifty cent value uh, as an expedition, and and you should have just had it force of will. Like like you should. I would have rather had twice the chances of getting a force of will uh, uh, to allow. Yeah, sure, access, but, but I mean, I didn't even dislike liked... the low end cost ones because it's still. Extra stuff. It's still, even the lowest end ones of those, even the expedition well, tango lands. So exactly, they but took them out. Giving us a high value card that Timmy can open up down the shop and trade into his first fetch land or whatever. It's just it's, there's no real downside to it, regardless of the complaints. And we saw that there had been exp. Uh, heck, I keep saying expeditions. Masterpieces mm -hmm. is what they redubbed them. There had been masterpieces planned for uh, Ixalan. Uh, some of them got repurposed as judge promos, mm -hmm. where some of those judge promos, uh, like Demonic Tutor. Uh, it's an Ixalan-based one. 
uh, and you can and it was uh, it got repurposed as a judge promo, but that that was going to be a masterpiece mm-hmm. in there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the point is, like, they have I keep calling it where they're using the whole cow instead of giving us something for free. Instead, they they take it away and they put it into another product to sell to us. And they took the ma- they took the War of the Spark Planeswalker masterpieces out of packs and they sold it to us for two hundred fifty to five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see it now. The, the the worst offender most recently is Secret Lairs, where I really liked the initial Secret Lair launches. I thought they were all like, cool, interesting stuff you wouldn't see in the standard set. And then at Worlds, we had the Constellation Old Gods, and I was just right. like, they're thinking. Surely these were the masterpieces that we once had. Yeah. And the thing is, I know they don't have to give us things for free. I know there's an argument. They're not giving it to free. I'm exactly. spending money. There's an argument that people say that, well, you know, you're entitled. Why do you expect these things? But like the worst thing is that we had it. It's now right. taken away and put another product. It's almost like you can't show us the the, the 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 glory and then take it away. It doesn't make any sense. So yes. yeah, I was very frustrated when I saw those world's ones because like this is literally the expeditions but in a 40 pound box i need to buy separately yeah and and the thing is is and then they say well the packs aren't selling very well <laughs> but and, sh- surely the packs must be selling well otherwise why would they have took because the, a lot of cards shifted packs we know that right like they've even yeah. acknowledged that pack sales were up and staple costs were down because yeah. they opened up the product so the fact that they removed them but haven't said that like sales are down necessarily must suggest that we must be in such a boom of magic they don't need things to shift sets. They don't need fetch lands and they don't need expeditions. Well, the thing to, is, is I think that we're in a boom of magic because they took what used to be in $4 boosters and they're selling them as secret layers. They're selling them as, as uh, mythic editions. Uh, they're also selling in many ways, like this is an example I have of something that's been removed from draft boosters. What were the best... N- name to me some of the best uh, commanders from Throne of Eldraine. Commander, the yeah, the, the broad deck ones, aren't they? Tulane and... Oh, um, yeah. Corvold. So... Shulane was is in standard. Mm-hmm. Shulane is standard. Well, Corvold's a standard thing. Corvold, there you go. But they would not put that in a draft booster mm-hmm. because why do that when they could sell it to you individually? Yeah. So the, 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 that tells me that the, the draft booster is selling just fine. It's selling at the expectation or higher than they expect it to, and therefore they don't need to uh, incentivize people to buy it, and right. they can sell you the other ways, right? So now I have an additional cost in that I have to buy the Brawl deck to get the commander that I normally would have gotten in a draft pack. But, now I have but to buy the... however, there is a counterpoint to that, is that you can go and buy your Brawl deck, get your commander, and you don't have to fish for it in randomized product, or buy singles from your LGS. <laughs> or buy, or so buy singles... Up, so I don't have to buy singles from my LGS there. because I've got Secret Lair now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's upside, but that's also a definitive downside for the LGS, where, like, uh, your singles are now sold to you in a box. Right. As opposed to... Yeah, I mean... I, I generally liked Secret Lair when it started. And then the new one, the, the International Women's Day one that was announced a day or two before we recorded it's, this. It's nice artwork. It's really everything. good. I really it's, like it. It's I've considered picking one up. Too. And again, at least it doesn't feel like I've had that taken away from me. But the Starfield ones were 100% taken away from us and not put in Theros. Yes. And I, I, I feel that that is the problem is that any future good ideas, why just, why make, why ever make draft boosters better when you can just sell it to us individually? And I think that that is part of the growing cost of magic too. So now you want the commander, you got to buy the secret layer. Like you, you, you want the master, you got to buy the secret layer. Well, mythic editions seems like it's gone now. That hasn't been mentioned for a while. So maybe secret layers. Well, will, I think that's what it turned into. Yes, but secret layers will randomly disappear halfway through this year, and then we'll have a different <laughs> product, right? And it'll probably be even more like that. Secret maybe. layer is exponentially lucrative. Sure, but so so was so was mythic edition, right? Mythic edition just sold out and did, made them tons of money, well, tons of money. Yeah, absolute. Serious bankroll. We've been getting a secret layer. So again, this is going up about three weeks after we record it. I bet you they'll have been the, the most recent secret layer Vince and I are currently aware of is the International Women's Day one. I'm betting cash right now between this video and its publication date in 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 three weeks' time. 
that uh, there will have been at least one more secret layer announced. They're doing like, like one every two weeks. And I did a video where I said, I don't think secret layers are a problem as long as... And no, everyone went, oh, Prof says they're not a big problem. And I said, they're not a big problem as long as Watsi doesn't start spitting them out every couple of weeks. Okay. And but then they started spitting them out sure, every couple sure. of weeks. And now I look like but the let's, idiot. Again, let's, let's look at like it, try and be, try More and give so. a, a balanced perspective, right? So let's say the growing cost of magic, like if you bought every one of it, you, you've got a point that's short, coming up surely where we're talking about the, the cost of buying everything that's right. come out, right? But when it comes to Secret Lair, you're not buying every single one, right? I wanted to buy the Dredge one. Right. Uh, and I wanted to buy the, and I'm considering buying the, the, the women's sure. one, right? Yeah. Because I don't need to buy the other ones. So if they are coming out every two weeks, is that really a detriment to the player? I mean, it's a detriment to their local game store. I mean, that's something that we've, I guess we've all come to the conclusion of. But is it a detriment to the player directly if there are every two weeks a Secret Lair and you only need one or two of them a year that like, tickle, your, tickle your fancy? No, uh, well, part of the things that's so insidious about Secret Layers is, is that it's wizards being able to offer us players, I sound like such an idiot saying this, a really good deal. It's like, how dare you? Um, 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 but it is. But the, the problem is, is the effect that it's having. So Wizards is able to say, oh, cool. Like the International Women's Day one is, is great value. Uh, uh, if you wanted those cards, you're going to get a much better deal with blinged out card versions of them for Commander, which is what you want those cards for, by, by purchasing that secret layer than going into your local game store. Uh, uh, and so that it's like, it's hard not to buy it because it's mm-hmm. such a great deal, great value, but what is being missed out on and never mind all the discussion. And I really support local game stores. And yes, this is when they're doing it this often, it is absolutely going to be detrimental to local game stores. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one, once or twice a year is what I thought it was going to be one to two times a year, mm-hmm. one to two times a month is another story. One, even once a month is another story. Uh, that's definitely detrimental to local game stores, but also, Again, how come these blinged out cards are not available? Like we've already seen things like commander precons go down in terms of what you're getting from within them. And and how well, there's come- an up, There was an uptick last year though, right? Because they, yeah, yeah, so an uptick, yeah. okay. Uh, and so again, what we're seeing is, is a deconstruction of things that were part of something else and monetization of what's being, so it's kind of like, it's yeah. kind of like if I'm going to make you a plate for dinner, and on that plate, you've got some some Brussels sprouts. You've got a big fatty steak. You've got some mac and cheese. Uh, you got some cranberry sauce, and that's what you get for your plate for dinner. But then what I've started doing is I've started saying, well, the mac and cheese is not on your. It's not part of the dinner plate anymore. That's two fifty extra. Yeah, sure. And you go, oh, okay. Well, I have the mac and cheese. And it's like, well, maybe you don't like mac and cheese, so you don't have to get it. But if you do get it, it's two fifty extra. And it's like, well, that used to be part of the plate. And then I'm going to start saying like, well. You know the steak. Let's cut all the fat okay, off the yeah, steak. Sure. I mean, and it's kind of like you're yeah, getting. Sure. So now but you're ending up with with, a, with 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 no fat on the steak, uh, and and Brussels yeah, sprouts. Yeah, sh- fine. So they're taking the things away. Right. We're carving it up. Sure. But I'm asking you about the increased frequency of said product, right? Like they are 100% carving out the things they used to give us and selling it back to us for money. Right. And that's uh, irrefutable. But going from like one two every year to two every month of the secret layer. If the average player only wants to buy a couple of them, I mean, there are players that will give into the FOMO thing and buy all of them. That's a whole, that's another potentially problematic uh, part of that business model, potentially. Right. But if I'm only going to pick up two of them a year, is it really increasing the cost of magic overall if I'm only picking up two of these a year? And that would have been the FTV that I picked up before, or that would have been, although that money would, would go to the game stores. Probably, I would argue it but, is, because I would argue that if those are cards that would have otherwise been in what you're already spending the money on, mm-hmm. So but they the, won. FTV was never part of a booster product. FTV was a, from the vault was a completely different thing. But they're still from the vault. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say to you. They're taking something away no, from no, you. No, no, no. They're still from the vault. They just call it Signature Spellbook now. It's still from the vault. Sure. So let's say I don't buy Signature Spellbook anymore because it's not Well, but good. then let's say, but 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 you used to buy that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it used to be in. So, but again, I'm not spending any more money. I'm just picking up a different product with different names, got different things in it. Well, then it comes down to what you're spending your money on. Sure. Of course, you don't. Yeah. I, I mean, and all of this can be answered, and people can just say, "Hey, then don't buy it." Yeah. I mean, I have a I have a personal issue with that. So there's the statement of not all products for everyone, which is a common thing right now. It's part of the general discourse around magic. And the problem Wizards I have with that has said it multiple times. Yes. Yeah, Wizards have started this 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 axiom that it's now. It wasn't even a, just the one. Uh, I caught them on the first time they said that and I had that in a video but then it was in one of the Mythic Edition streams Mythic Edition yeah, said well maybe it's not for you and then Ro- Rosewater said maybe sure, it's not for you the, the counterpoint or at least the, 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 the point that I want to add on to that is yeah. that sure not all these products are for me I'm not going to buy every secret lair or I'm not going to buy every Commander Precon or every draft pack of Commander Legends or right. Jumpstart or any of the other numerous products but I also need to know where certain cards are for Legacy I need to know where the cards are that I want for Commander and to do that I need to pay attention to the, the, the bombardment of information coming right. to me and we we are being bombarded with so much product information that even people who are like like us who make videos about this stuff still can't necessarily tell you where things are. Right. And there's an anecdote I, I I don't think I've said in the podcast yet. I've talked about people at my local game store arguing over whether or not a card that's opened in the collector's booster was legal and standard or not yep. because it was in the ball deck. Yep. And they both had points. Oh, collector's booster standard legal. Other guys like but then a ball deck. I was like commander. And they're back and forth. And I was like I was like this is yep. crazy. So that's not their fault. You don't know what you can't be. T- you're not told. The problem is there's just so much information. So I don't want to buy everything, but I do need to know where things are that I do want to buy. How do I yeah. know what product is for me if there's just such a plethora of information being bombarded me at all times? Right, absolutely. Uh, and so let's talk about that information. Um, again, who knows how many products will be announced in the three weeks between us filming There will this at thing. least be one product in the next three weeks announced. Yeah, Come on. absolutely. Or announcement of a product announcement. Right. Might know what an announcement is, of an announcement of an announcement. But there will be something new is coming. Are you excited? And I'll be like, oh, I am excited because I love magic. And then they'll announce it. I'm like... So instead of looking at 2020, where we have a three-week delay in this video, let's take a look at 2019. Uh, I tried to compile a list of every single product that was released last year for Magic the Gathering. And I have missed a few. I already know I missed a few, like the 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 the, the starter kits uh, that are like in Target and Walmart by Wizards mm-hmm. Now, where it's the two-deck starter kits and things like that. But I got most of the products. And here is everything that I was able to compile. Please let me know if I left something out, but that just shows how much stuff there was. In 2019, we start with Ravnica Allegiance, all right? And of course, with Ravnica Allegiance comes the Ravnica Allegiance Planeswalker decks, the Ravnica Allegiance Bundle, the Ravnica Allegiance Deck Builders Toolkit. Uh, but then we also had the Ravnica Allegiance Guild Kits, a, a, a plus product, loved it. Um, but there you go. A lot of Ravnica Allegiance stuff. As there. you go through this, imagine your game store filling up with the products, and then yes. some of them are still left over from the last month, and then more fill up in front of them. Just imagine it populating with all this stuff. Then we had the Challenger decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Challenger decks were there? There's four, right? Uh, pass. I'm so thinking of the new ones that just announced that I can't tell you what they were last year. Literally how many? Oh, I should be quizzing Vince. How many guild kits were in Ravnica Allegiance? Uh, one per guild, five. And which guilds were they? All five of the guilds. No, no. Which five guilds? Do you remember? Oh, sorry, because they didn't, the didn't separate the guilds. Um, do you, do you, can you can you even recall which five guilds were in Allegiance? No, Golgari is it? 
I'm just going to name five random guilds here. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. So you don't remember how many challenger decks there were in 2019? I'm going to say three. Can you name what they were? No. Literally no idea. What did they cost? Uh, 30 pounds. Okay. Oh, uh, dollars. Uh, freedom bucks. Um, freedom bucks. Uh, 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 no 40, idea. They're 40 bucks. Cheaper than what we're getting for. Right. Uh, uh, then after challenger decks 2019 was War of the Spark Mythic Edition. Which came out before the set, something we noticed earlier. Is that right? Yes, it was ahead of the set. It came out before War of the Spark, just as the uh, uh, the Ravnica Legion's Mythic Edition was 2018. Okay. So, uh, so that's not on this list, but the, the War of the Spark Mythic Edition did come out. Uh, uh, what was in the Ravnica uh, War it of the Spark Mythic Edition? It was a booster box, and then it also had... A low, like 12 foil cards, planeswalkers of some kind. Was that the one with Chase the Mind's Copter in it? I'm not even sure. It was in one of the Mythic Editions. Can you name all the planeswalkers in War of the Spark uh, uh, Mythic Edition? Great Creator? Is he in there? Or is yeah. it a different card? Okay. Is that three cards? What was the too, price right? of, of that? Two, 280, 250. Yeah, 280, 250. So then you have War of the Spark, the set comes out. So imagine you want to pick up a booster box to that, get the, the buy box promo. Uh, War of the Spark Planeswalker decks come mm-hmm. out. War of the Spark Bundle comes out. War of the Spark Deck Builders Toolkit comes out. Modern Horizons. Yep. You remember what was in Modern Horizons. So here's one of the things I <laughs> want to point out about all this, is yes. that when we get supplemental sets like Horizons or Conspiracy or Battle Bond or whatever, it's just so simple. Right. It's almost beautiful. It's almost like going yeah, back to a, a bygone days. age. Bygone when you age. Just get a, you just get a booster box. And that's it. But you could name, like, look at you struggling for all that information. I know you could name all the stuff out of Modern Horizons. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you things that are banned. I can tell you things that are important there. Right. Astrolabes and Hogax, right. Playing Engineers, Renin Sixes. And it just came in a beautiful, slightly more expensive premium costing boxes, but the, the value was there and the cards were great and it warped some eternal formats. But I but have yeah. my issues with Horizons, but I was. I think know. it was one of the best products they released last year, despite all the problems. <sighs> you know, even as someone who wasn't really on board with Modern Horizons, uh, I kind of agree. Yeah. Which just doesn't say much for, 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 for 2019 products. After that was Signature Spellbook Who? Gideon. What was in it? Uh, Rest in Peace, Path to Exile, True Conviction, Worship, Martyr's Bond, and some random indestructibility right. enchantment that no one cared about and was the waste of slot that could Nice product. Them. I like Signature Spellbook. So you know why? Yeah. It's only 20 bucks. Yeah. That's another thing. It's, it's only 20 bucks, not 250. It's 20 bucks. Signature Spellbooks are great. Uh, uh, Corset 2020 followed that mm-hmm. with the Corset Planeswalker decks, of which there were five instead of two. Uh, Corset Bundle, Corset Deck Builders Toolkit, and then Commander 2019. How many Commander decks? Five? No, four, sorry, four. There used to be five, right? No, no, there's five one year, but they're four most years. Though they haven't been every, uh, whatever. And which which Commander decks were in So we had four. We had, uh, we had Gear Red with Naya Tokens. We had the Soltai Morph one. We had uh, Angie. Angie was Red Black Vampire Madness. And then we had uh, Graveyard Stuff, which was Savine, but it's just kind of Graveyard Stuff. So it's quite a unique approach. I thought I really liked the Commander product. Compared to what they've been like the, the year or so before, yep. last year's were good. After that was Throne of Eldraine. And here we go, the Throne of Eldraine Deluxe Edition. So not Mythic anymore. No, now we're to, well, also not any of the value of Mythic because we're down to Deluxe where it was a folder. So is, it so, was a non-foil but, promo. But the box was huge, wasn't it? And you took the huge, folder out and there's like two cards in the middle of it. And one of them is like, not foil. And like both parody. of them are available in booster packs. Yeah. But I mean. There was a cut, uncut oh. foil sheet. Was it? 
Oh yeah, well, no, no, no. It was yeah, it was four hundred fifty dollars. And this is the other thing as well: is there's no consistency, right? So if every set had a guild kit equivalent, a right. planeswalker equivalent, yeah. and a bundle in that equivalent, and a mythic equivalent, it would kind of start to make sense. But instead of having a mythic edition equivalent, we did have that, but they changed the name, they changed the price point, they said. Can't follow it. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just noise. It's just well, we, noise. We, we had the Eldraine Planeswalker decks, but those are no longer regular this year. Uh, Planeswalker decks have been discontinued outside of the core set. Uh, Ikoria will not have Planeswalker decks, nor will... Zendikar. I mean, no one's going to wait for that, right? No one, not no me. one cares about them. They are the most nonsense... I wasn't going to say this, but of all the stuff you're reading now, that's the most nonsense product. They are the intra-pack things, right? Do you remember intra-pack? I used to call it intra-pack rares. You open up you get your sealed pool, you get an intra-pack rare. It might be good in your limited pool for pre-release, but it's a card you do not want to see to put in your folder. And that's the intro packs. Who said it? There was a YouTuber who, when uh, Planeswalker decks were first created, who was it? There was a YouTuber and- Is it you? They did a review. It was so me. obvious when we were going, oh, They did yeah, a review yeah. and they said, this is an intro pack where they've taken an intentionally bad Planeswalker, scotch taped it onto the intro pack and sold it to you for a couple more bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and Which leads to more confusion because there's that, that wonderful, like, I guess it's a joke post you talk about with the- where yeah. someone's took the Interpack Oko and be like, how is this broken? Right. It's, again, Terrible. That, that's a legitimate thing. You walk into a game store, you've heard the Oko's wrecking standard. Someone has a folder with an Oko in it and you look at this Oko and you're like, this is the cut. I'm, I I feel so vindicated. <laughs> I feel so vindicated. Uh, uh, okay, so Throne of Eldraine. Uh, then we introduce a new product, the Throne of Eldraine Collector Booster Packs. This is part Vince, of Project Booster Fun. Vince, this is part of Project Booster Fun. I will give you $1 million if you can t- tell me exactly and without error what the contents of an Eldraine Collector Booster Pack I, I genuinely, is. I know we're cosplaying as them today, but I don't think our genuine Wizards employer will be able to tell you what's yeah. exactly in those packs. But don't forget, that, but, I mean, I don't know if you've got it on there, that the theme boosters come alongside this, right? So they've got draft, theme, and collector's boosters for this set now. Oh, I missed out on the theme yeah, boosters, which right. are 30 cards. And right, I, again, I left that off of this, yeah. Has anyone written a guide online telling you exactly what you can get in the black or the blue or the green one? Because again, it's not very... Oh, did you do that? I did do that. Oh, right. okay, so I'll please see. be sure to check that video out and see my grade. Uh, but yes, I did do that. They're continuing and we're also getting to jump start this year. But never mind. Never mind, we're talking about 2019. So the theme boosters also came out. The collector booster packs also came out. So it's foils, showcase frames, We also had another new, new thing. Eldraine bundle, like all every other set, but we also had the Eldraine holiday bundle. And this one, can you tell me the difference between the Eldraine bundle and the Eldraine holiday bundle? So fun fact, I've opened some form of bundle for this on my channel. I don't know which one it was. What, it's got an oversized dice we, in it we, and a foil rack collector. There's only one difference between the two. There's oh. only one difference between the two. So the dice is either small or big or the foil is not foil or not foil. They're the same the in lands? both. Nope, the same in both. Because you get foil lands in them, don't you? Both. It's like uh, the, the number of boosters. Nope. Same. Uh, a book. It's all the uh, that, same. that was a joke. There's no, there's there's no, no books book. in these things anymore. The difference is the sleeve. The holiday bundle has one collector booster pack in it, uh, in addition to the regular booster pack. That wasn't the one I had. And the regular bundle does not have that one. That's the only difference. What's the price difference in those two things? Double the price. Wait, what was the original price of the bundle though? Uh, uh, MSRP's 40 bucks. They wanted 80 for the, the holiday. It tanked like crazy because nobody wanted the collector booster. And it actually got to a point where, where you could buy the holiday bundle. And this is where it gets to be like, all right, good deal. Uh, but like where you could buy from people liquidating it, the holiday bundle for the price of a regular bundle because nobody was going to spend $80 on a holiday bundle. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
we're not even done. Eldraine Deck Builders Toolkit. And then we have, I don't know if this counts. These are a couple that may not count, but I left off theme boosters. I did not include these next ones in my total price of product. Uh, the Mystery Booster Convention Edition came out. Sure. So these were not a product at your local game store, but then again, neither was Secret Lair, which I'm going to mention in a minute. Uh, uh, these were a product that was only for conventions. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that counts, but it did come out in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also had, very interestingly enough, another set of Challenger decks, but only in Japan. So we had Japanese Challenger decks. I did not even know that existed. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. Uh, uh, and they were different because they were supposed to reflect the Japanese meta, which was different. Right. And uh, I think not they not quite like the Chinese. They had like Planeswalker decks from Nissa, the year Nissa World Wake or the 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 the, the, the Nissa. What's the Nissa? What is the she, name of the Nissa? Who, Nissa who shakes the world. <laughs> who shakes the world? There, I, I can't even. It's like I'm like Nissa World Waker because there's been 800 Nissas. Now. But I mean, at least on an improvement. Here's a here's a, here's a slight improvement. Was the year before this right. where we had Chinese only intro Planeswalker decks. That had planeswalkers that were legal in China to play in standard, Mainland but weren't, China, right. yeah, but weren't legal in America or Europe to right. play in standard. So at least, Vince, at least there's an improvement. Say China, you're gonna my algorithm. Oh, makeup tutorial. They were legal in makeup tutorial, but epic prank video was not. Do you reckon China affects algorithms? Yeah, China affects algorithms. Oh, wow. People are bitching about me because I've got a, a a book of Chinese history on the bookshelf. And they're like, why do you have a book? You're damaging the trade wars yeah, that, that America's it's, having. It's a history book. I can't have a history book on China? Jeez Louise. Everyone's like, why do you have a book on China? Um, You're an agent. You're an agent yeah, of the trade right. war. We're not done. We're not done. Uh, game Night 2019 came so out. So this is the board game equivalent. It's one of these every year, right? right. Can you so, tell me anything about that product? Oh, so it's we had Explore Vixel on the year before. We have this. It's five decks. It's markedly cheaper than the unsanctioned product, even though it's got more cards in it. Mm -hmm. It had a dice. But like, what were the decks? What were in them? There oh. were five unique cards. So they they, they put a unique uh, Commander Desirable Chase Rare, essentially, to each of the decks so that people yeah. pick up the product. They weren't desirable enough. Well, what are, what some are of them the red, generally the good. One. I like yeah, the red yeah, one. Yeah, several of them are generally good. Yeah. But they're the sort of thing that you'd now try and buy off of a singles like, store or website. Like your local game store. <laughs> yeah. Who somehow had to dismantle this box to get those singles. And that was 2019. Uh, Is that it? That, that's everything I found. Oh. What did I forget? I don't know. I was just enjoying it. I felt like it was, yeah. it was like a never-ending story. Right. How much would you say? If I wanted to buy one copy of each thing, including well, one you'd be, booster you'd box. You'd be insane. That because includes why would one, you buy Planeswalker decks? But yeah, sure. Including one booster box per set. Well, you know, everybody always says when the new set comes out, I like to pick up the Planeswalker decks in a bundle. All right. You know, okay. Yeah, but this is including if you bought a sure. deck builder. Sure, sure, those sure, are 20 sure. bucks each. Like, you know, come on. Uh, but I, I'm just saying if you bought one of each of this, in, keeping in mind, I did not include mystery boosters or the Japanese challenger decks should've, in this price. You should have stuck one draft in there. Oh, oh uh, Secret Lair was the final thing of 2019. Ah, Secret yeah, Lair. so you were missing something. I was missing something. I didn't yes. include that in this price. We have only one Secret Lair and then they launched the multiple ones. We've had three this year already, right? Yes. Yeah, three. we've had rat gods. But, right. Women's three already this year. It's not even month three. <laughs> oh, it's it's month It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so if I bought one of everything... Not $1 counting million. $2,800. It's a lot of money. Yeah. 
It's just so scary trying to think how much that stuff did I actually end up buying. And that's but, a rough. That's a rough guesstimate because on some of this, like prices, this I, I would try to go by MSRP, but that's my rough numbers. But, I mean, it's, it, I, I do want to counterpoint this, and I do want to play devil's advocate or whatever term you want to use. It's like Watsy no advocate, one, you're playing Watts. That's why we're dressed yeah, like this. Yeah, sure, we're whatever. Watsy you can say advocate. that if you want to, but like no one buys all that stuff, right? Because some of it is just it's crap. Fine. Like that's that's just the honest opinion. Some of it is just it's crap. not crap. It's just not for you, Vince. Look, Mark Rose Warner once said that you can't have good cards without bad cards, Brian. So you can't have good products without D- bad products. Did how you do say you, that? Yeah, yeah, that was um, in the discussion around Limited and how that's to be bad cards. It's oh, a famous right, article. Right, like, right, right, people yeah. have criticized him since I believe he's right on that count. But can we apply that to products? Can you have good products if you don't have bad products to compare it to, Brian? You have a grading system. Can the grading system work in an abstract where everything is good? I don't think so. You need comparisons, right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, like just thinking over 2019 is so tiring because of all of that. And the fact that we're only in February and there's been three secret layers already. Announced. And an additional random announcement of Jumpstart, which for the record, I think Jumpstart sounds great. Like I'm actually excited to play with it and see what cards well, are in it. I, However, well, it's just a random it. announcement out of nowhere. And I was, I was there getting my unsanctioned video ready. Right. And I was like, oh, there's, there's something else. Should you should, I be, have, you should have, have named be... your video Jumpstart. It would have gotten better views. Yeah. I'll make your video up here. Yeah. Aren't I nice? I'm making it right here. There you go. Go watch and, and sanction. No. By the time no this comes no out, nobody even. No one cares. Remembers. Two nobody days cares. since it came out, and no one cares. Yeah. And, but but here's the and but here's the other thing. Now this is an effect it also has is like I said. Well, it's gonna. T- I have to do the sound editing on this. It's gonna be three weeks before this video comes comes up. Th- uh, unsanctioned hasn't been released as of today. Yeah. Unsanctioned comes out in three days from here. But three weeks from here, me making Vince's video appear here to go watch him play. He doesn't just unbox it. He plays it. He talks about it. It's a well-produced video. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They're going to be talking about... uh, 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 By the time this goes out, we'll have some form of a Corey spoiler, without a doubt. There'll be something. Oh, well, never mind that. They're going to be talking about uh, 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 Zendikar Arch Enemy Returns. You know, the the, the new five-deck collection... That costs seven hundred dollars. Three decks versus one fetch land. Right. And you're like, well, it's not a good deck, but at least it costs some money. At least you get a fetch land. <laughs> yeah. At least you get a fetch land. What are the solutions? I, I don't want to just be like our usual pessimistic selves. I know, I know, people have criticized that ever since I started having Vince on the channel, I've become very pessimistic. Now, I, I brings, sit and I'm like, can we can we try and do a positive episode? Um, he I, gets off. He gets he gets off the plane and he says, "How you doing?" And I go, eh. and he goes, "That's that, that's exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting him not to say I'm good." <laughs> Um, the, the, the obvious solution is just to print the cards that make all the... Okay, so I'm biased because I like Eternal Magic, and I like Commander, I like all these other formats where you play all the old cards. So may, maybe make some of them not so expensive. I'm not even saying crash the market. No, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not saying healthcare for everyone. That's just a crazy socialist thing, right? You're going to ruin my algorithm. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bernie gang. Um, but uh, what Yang I'm saying is, no, is... No, they hit the Bernie gang as well. That's Yang gang, it rhymes. No, Yang gang is gone. That's the Bernie gang now. They call themselves the Bernie gang. Let's not talk about it. Was it Bernie Bros? No, let's not talk. You're ruining my viewership. You're ruining my algorithm. I'm not saying healthcare for all. I'm not saying fetch lands for all. I'm just saying they shouldn't be £100 each. Yeah. That's, it's so obvious. It's so fundamentally just stupidly obvious. So reprints. And in theory, we've got the environment for that. It doesn't even need to be reprints of every card that's played, but the thing with Fetchlands is that they're so critical to so many decks. Uh It's one thing if it's just like, for example, it's now banned, but I always felt, well, Mox Opal's super expensive, but you only needed that for for one or two decks. And so it's like, okay, there's other things, but Fetchlands are needed for so many decks. Reprinting those Fetchlands, I would also say, 
make booster packs great again. Make booster packs great <laughs> again. Don't take the good commanders out and sell them in a separate product. Yep. You can have other commander products, but why not make sure to put cool commander stuff in booster packs? Mm -hmm. Why not make sure to put reprints in booster packs? Why not make sure that that booster pack is still the center of Magic the Gathering and not just this auxiliary product. I can't believe that boosters have been taken from this is what Magic the Gathering is to, oh, it's for people who like draft. Well, it's interesting that you say about draft being the cheapest way to enjoy magic, and then there might be a focus on moving away from draft because oh, limited isn't desirable to watch. And, no, it's not tin foil. It's not tin foil at all. There is, there is a conscious acknowledgement that it's not good to watch or good for the optics of esports. Yeah. And then, yeah, is it the best way for them to make money? No, because unless they say, come draft, but to draft you want to buy a £50 draft box. Right. We get three collector draft boosters and something like that. You know? I would also say, as, as the product review guy, one of my pieces of advice would be cut the chaff. Uh, uh, because I think that you have this added effect of both information overload and also people are going to end up, like I know people who went out and were just like, oh, okay, well, I, I am going to pick up what I hear advertised. They are going to try and pick some stuff up. And then you have a product like Game Night, which is such a disappointing product. Uh, and, and Planeswalker decks, as you were certainly getting your digs in on. And I think that cut the chaff and make it so that, yeah, as opposed to the idea that there need to be bad bad magic cards, make it so that every product is extraordinary. And stop with this premise of, well, we want to make something for the casuals, and they're little babies who can't handle lightning bolts. Like, stop that. Make it good. If you want to sell Planeswalker deck for new players, don't put a three-mana shock in there. Don't put an intentionally bad card in there so that it won't be standard legal. Put good cards in the decks. Make your products but is, all good. So Don't, it, there's this long... But is that unfair thing. to tell a company to not try and make some money by giving you crap cards you need to upgrade? Yeah. Is that Don't unfair? Me, is that unfair? Is that unfair for me to say, don't give me crap? Yes, that yeah. is, is not unfair. But, but, but the, the argument people always say when I'm like, bring back expeditions, bring back the lottery cards, because yeah. I think they were nothing but good. People are like, well, why should they give you it for free? Is, it, is, that, is it unfair? Yeah, is that unfair back. to say? No. Okay. No, it's not. That's like saying, is it unfair for me to expect my car to have a steering wheel? Is it unfair for me to expect I my mean, car? I mean, that's slightly different, but I, yeah. I get where you're going with it. Just, right. It's, it's not, like, okay, okay, you buy sure. a video game system and it doesn't come with the power cord, and some of them don't. You, uh, you have yeah, to buy... There's the a period when Nintendo didn't like, put charges in with their That's BS. Yeah. That is BS if I buy a Game well, Boy and again, I can't plug it into the wall. If they can get away with it, why wouldn't they? Well, sure. Well, then we're just going to turn into... Uh, Magic Arena uh, uh, only, and it's all just pay to play and win and, and, and loot boxes and, and exponentially profitable. And, oh, my God, that's a great idea. So let's do it. I think we can get our jobs back.